atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for March 25th in the year of our Lord 2020. The goal to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration. Quick recap of yesterday's show. My headline, unconstitutional sellout deal of $2 trillion is very close. It's even closer today. Donald Trump says we can't let the cure be worse than the problem itself. Great words, but his rhetoric doesn't match the reality. U.S. economy could reopen in weeks, not months. President Trump says he wants to get the economy back rolling by Easter. Good news, Chicago Bell Catholic Church, I guess the bells are ringing five times a day as call to prayer during the coronavirus outbreak takes place. That's good news in my mind. Why this Nobel laureate predicts a quick coronavirus recovery? We're going to be fine, he says. Tylenol, soup in the internet. I, I guess unless internet is the deal. Can treat most symptoms, whether you have it or not. We're going to be fine, they say. Anheuser-Busch and other alcohol-making companies are now producing hand sanitizer. Good for them. Trump praises the American private sector for stepping up to fight coronavirus. Well, they're stepping up because they are forced to. So that's interesting. Alicia Keys' mother considered aborting her, but Alicia Keys says, thank heavens you chose me. Miley Cyrus talks about reaffirming her relationship with God because of the coronavirus. That's all great news. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we talked about a uh, man's birthday, GoFundMe, raises more than $25,000 for restaurants during shutdown. Thanks for all that you do. Things are about to get tough. Just wanted to help as good people are starting to help out restaurant people. With dollars and finance and support, it's just wonderful private sector charity. We love it. Watch Dr. Fossey's face when Trump calls out deep state. It's kind of a funny uh, headline there. Beijing news outlet, they say, risks it all. Said China is faking the coronavirus recovery. Wow, that's an interesting. Uh, maybe we're all faking the recovery, huh? We also talked about advice that Mike Pence vice president gave seven months ago about prayer seems almost prophetic today uh, i don't know about prophetic but he certainly is always on target when he's talking about prayer i've been talking about prayer for a long time too good for mike pence by the way seven-year-old boy sacrifices six hundred dollar savings to buy coronavirus care packages for the elderly and for hungry students two groups of people Target going to give workers pay raises, bonuses, and paid leave. That's great news. Instead of calling cops, 7-Eleven owner sends hungry boy caught stealing home with more food. Real leadership there, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, this online toilet paper calculator, 
will tell you just how long your surprise will last, how many sheets are in a roll, how many, you know, the whole bit. Girl teaches brother Bible verse to calm his fear of the coronavirus. That's good news. We should always turn to scripture. Brazil's Christ the Redeemer statue lit up with flags of countries affected by coronavirus, hinting that we should turn to Christ in the crisis. Amen. California college student doing a phenomenal job delivering goods to the elderly and to shut-ins for free. You got to dig that um, ministering, huh? Also, we talked about cards and letters brightening nursing home residents' days while they're in lockdown. Pizza shop donates pies to doctors and nurses fighting the coronavirus. Nikki Haley breaks with Donald Trump, resigns from Boeing. Disagreement over the bailout. Wow, Nikki Haley. The more I learn about her, the more I'm impressed with her. She doesn't want those big bailouts happening, huh? Smile, ladies and gentlemen. The results from the 2020, quote, World Happiness Report are in. Folks are happy. Americans must relearn to sacrifice. We talked about that yesterday. News the Network refused to use live starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. All right. They're working on a $2 trillion, in my opinion, unconstitutional sellout. We'll get into it, but let's let Larry Kudlow kind of highlight it. Here's what the, what do you got, the, all these economics people around Donald Trump? Here's Larry Kudlow speaking at Donald Trump's coronavirus press conference. The total package here comes to roughly $6 trillion, $2 trillion uh, direct assistance, roughly $4 trillion in Federal Reserve lending power. Again, it will be the largest Main Street financial package in the history of the United States. Liquidity and cash for families, small business, individuals, unemployed, to keep this thing going. We're head- Handouts for everybody, Kurt. The biggest handout socialism plot in history Ever. Do you want to respond to this? I'm sure it's a great opportunity to um, restore honest money, um, or at least, um, if you're going to continue to use paper money, uh, use the United States notes that um, Abraham Lincoln and JFK um, used, but maybe Larry's not familiar with those. So when you say it's a great opportunity, the opportunity is being missed, Kurt. It's a missed opportunity. That's what I mean. Sam. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure, because you're saying it's a great opportunity to do all these things. They're not doing any of those things. And that's kind of the point. They're literally talking about a $6 trillion unconstitutional sellout, Kurt, is what they're talking about. Congress and the White House reached deal on a $2 trillion coronavirus aid package. I don't even know what that means when you tell me $2 trillion and then $4 more trillion in, what, leveraged money from the Federal Reserve. I don't even know what that all means. But in my personal opinion, all the things that they could be doing and should be doing that would literally drain the swamp, literally return us to constitutional proper role of government, they're ignoring. And all the things that they could do to make the problem worse, to remake this country, they are doubling down on from the president all the way to both sides of the aisle. The swamp is in session. Right? That's what I'm going to write here. The swamp 
is in session. Right? I mean, that's the bottom line. The swamp is in session. The $6 trillion unconstitutional sellout is before our very eyes. And you would say, Sam, why are you so critical? You know what? It's a crisis. We need to act now. This is serious. And my response is they always use the expediency of the day to justify their criminal, socialist, fascist, communist, whatever word you want to use, agenda. They never turn to the supreme law of the greatest country on the face of the earth for solutions. They always undermine it at every turn. Larry Kudlow, the $2 trillion stimulus bill will be will work in tandem with four trillion dollars in bolstered lending power from the Federal Reserve. Manuchin, that's that other goofball that works for Donald Trump, told reporters after the agreement was announced that Trump will absolutely sign it if it passes Congress. Now, here's the question. Do we even have the final version of the bill available, Kurt? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, I don't even know that it's available. I don't know how many pages it is. I don't know where anybody can get a copy. They're planning to already vote on this thing today, and they're acting like it's already agreed to, even though they haven't even voted on it yet, Kurt. None of this makes any sense to me. If you believe in the rule of law and you believe in the checks and balances, none of this makes sense to me at all. Now, on top of all that, this $6 trillion absolute swamp in session, massive bailout, Donald Trump did indeed invoke the Defense Production Act, the DPA, on Tuesday, calling on the private sector to produce more coronavirus test kits. Now, Pete Gaynor, he's the administrator for the federal, or FEMA, I guess that's what it is, made the announcement on Tuesday on Trump's favorite network, CNN, Roughly a week after Donald Trump brought up using the FPA, or I'm sorry, the DPA. And the DPA, by the way, uh, supposedly allows the federal government to force private sector companies to produce necessary equipment in the crisis. We're actually going to use the DPA for the first time, Gaynor said, going on to detail how. Now, here's the problem. In big... In the press conference, Donald Trump had 24 minutes long or 25 minutes. I'm sorry, 45 minutes long. Uh, Trump basically said, hey, you know what? We've we've cranked up this act. It's been around for a long time. We're now calling it forth and using it. And uh, we, we haven't really had to use it because everybody's going along. But in the same statement of saying everybody's going along, everybody's so helpful, so cooperative. Thanks for the private sector doing such a phenomenal job. He hints, if they don't, though, we will force them. This law gives us the ability to force them. I haven't had to use it, but I could force them. And it's very strange to me, but it kind of came across to me like, uh, some are going along. Let's try to politely, well, it's kind of like the income tax from the IRS. It's voluntarily given. Uh, well, it would force you if you don't volunteer. <laughs> Liberty Roundtable Live. Until mom comes to talk to me. 
I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess Mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like Mom's timeouts. And I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, so I'm being very bold and very direct and doubling down against the actions of one Donald J. Trump uh, and the Congress of the United States. Okay, they're out of control, ladies and gentlemen. The swamp is in session. The $6 trillion unconstitutional sellout is underway. And I cannot speak out more boldly against this. It's the biggest bailout in history. It is socialism mixed with fascism. And then the Republicans who back this have the audacity to run around and say the Democrats are going a little too far socialist on us. Nancy has a socialism wish list and she's gone too far, they say. She's just way off the reservation there now. You can't have all those socialism things that don't have anything to do with the coronavirus there now. But in my humble opinion, the Constitution, well, used to be at least the supreme law of our land. But they're jettisoning constitutionality in every way possible. They're jettisoning the letter of the law, the spirit of the law, the morality of the law. The intent of the founders, I mean, I could go on and on and on, and I don't know how to criticize this more than I am. This is criminal, in my personal opinion, on so many fronts that isn't funny. Uh, the Republicans want you to believe that their brand of socialism, as long as you don't go too far, is absolutely justified. Their brand of fascism, where you make government uh, in bed with private sector uh, by using the Defense Production Act... Okay, this Defense Production Act allows the federal government to force private sector companies to produce necessary equipment 
in a crisis. It's out of control, folks. It is unacceptable. And uh, so the Republicans want you to believe that their line is fine. Uh, but the Democrats have gone way too far. I mean, they're, they're, they got a socialist wish list going on. The Republicans don't there now. See, it's all socialism. It's all violating the very spirit, the very principle of America. And everything they could be doing, in my personal opinion, to which I'm entitled, everything they could be doing that would really right this wrong, that would right this ship, they are not doing. And everything they could be doing to destroy the ship, to destroy the country, to move us further from the Constitution, they are doing. They are violating checks and balances like no other. We've got a bill before Congress. The president's already promised to sign that they're telling you they've already reached the agreement. It's a done deal. But they haven't even voted on it in either house, much less the president signing it. Not a single person in the room can say they've read it. Not a single person knows what they're voting to or agreeing to at all. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you the devil is in the details. The fine print is through the stratosphere. And the sad part about this whole thing is none of the things that could really protect America and move us forward uh, is being considered. And Kurt Crosby, in my personal opinion, hit on it. One of the greatest things we could do right now is say, hey, we're going to jettison the Federal Reserve. It's unconstitutional. It's immoral. It's dishonest. They create money out of thin air. Then they charge us not only the face value of the paper money out of thin air and then charges interest on top of that. It's a criminal enterprise by an international banking cartel and we're going to shut it down. But Donald isn't doing that. He's literally doubling down and saying we're going to basically borrow $6 trillion. $2 trillion that we're going to basically let them print for us and $4 trillion in quote leveraged money. What does that even mean? Right? What does that mean? When Larry Kudlow says the $2 trillion stimulus bill would work in tandem with $4 trillion in bolstered lending power by the Federal Reserve. What that means is you can borrow two ways. One by the printing, and, and it's a stimulus package, so one Congress gives you the money but borrows it. The other way, maybe the Federal Reserve creates the markets where you can borrow directly from the Fed through your bank. Anyway, you look at it, it's, it's, it's giving the Federal Reserve much more power. What's our national debt right now? $22, $23 trillion. With this $6 trillion bailout, it'll go to $30 trillion in a second. And $30 trillion is only the, quote, funded liabilities. What about the unfunded mandates and unfunded liabilities that we're not even talking about? We're in the tune of hundreds of trillions of dollars. These numbers aren't even fathomable. Fathomable. Wow. Um, this is beyond imagination. And some would say, Sam, you're going about it way too hard. I mean, this is just necessary. This is an emergency. Sam, the economy is going to melt down if you don't do it. No, what you're really doing is saying you're just going to delay the meltdown for another day. You're going to delay it a few years or as long as you can. But at most, you're going to pass it to the next generation. You're not going to get rid of this. Every time we borrow more money, this crisis just gets worse. So what you're saying is we're going to bail out the corona crisis if you can even call it that, that's where I think where the lie starts. Uh, but we're going to just cover it up. And, and, but at what point the next president, the next Congress, the next swamp 
critters will say, well, you know what? I mean, it was done before with President Trump. President Trump is going to go down in history as the, the biggest bailout president in the history of the world. Has any country ever bailed out their citizens to the tune of $6 trillion, ladies and gentlemen? When we should be a light on a hill setting a standard of how to run a proper role of limited constitutional government, we're literally leading the world in, in my personal opinion, practices that will destroy nations. Every nation that's ever been on a fiat currency fails. I know we think we're different, folks, but we are not. This will catch up to us. Write it down. Remember who told you first. And they're really just putting off this crisis, whether it be the corona crisis or the financial crisis or the economic crisis or the health crisis, they're putting it off and it will do nothing but delay the inevitable and it'll make it that much more hostile when it goes down. And what President Trump should be doing, because I don't want people to say I won't point out solutions, I'm going to tell you what he should be doing. He should be, as Kirk Crosby says, say, one, we're going to back out of the Federal Reserve, but it'll take time. So we're going to open up competition currencies. We're going to basically start printing United States notes, not Federal Reserve notes. And that way, there is no interest attached. Okay, we're going to borrow from ourselves, true, but at least we're not going to owe some banking cartel uh, interest. Uh, we need to eventually get rid of the Federal Reserve. Okay, what we should be doing is instead of delaying your tax bill for three months and borrowing us to the stars, uh, what we should be doing is abolishing the Federal Reserve and abolishing the IRS and saying, listen, we're, this is the best time to get rid of the IRS forever. You want a real economic boom? We're going to do two quick things right away. One, we're going to abolish the IRS entirely. It's unconstitutional. It's been a millstone around our neck for generations. It's gone. We survived for the first 100 plus years as a nation without it. Almost 150. We can survive again without it. Okay, that's what President Trump should be saying. Abolish the Federal Reserve. Abolish the IRS. But he's not. Not even close. Okay, but there's several other things President Trump should do. He should basically say, you know what, guys, I believe constitutionally speaking, property tax and income tax are wrong. States, get rid of that in your states. Move to an apportionment tax, move to a sales tax, but get rid of those unconstitutional taxes. They're part of the Communist Manifesto. President Trump could say, not only am I increasing tariffs, but I'm going to get rid of a lot of the, the income taxes gone. I'm going to get rid of a lot of the other regulatory taxes that are that are abusing you folks. There's been talk about reducing the FICA tax. What's that? Between both sides, employer and employee, 15%. It's one of the biggest taxes we have in a single piece. You could literally suspend that either temporarily, which is what they like to do because they know that it'll always come back, or I would say permanently. Why would you ever put a tax on employers trying to hire people and put them back to work? Well, because you have to, Sam, because we have to pay for the big con game known as Social Security. It's the biggest socialism scheme on the planet. It's criminal. It's a con game. We need to call a halt to that con game yesterday. So I would eventually be uh, shutting down Social Security. And the way I would do it is I would simply keep promises to the elderly. And I'd create a sliding scale to back out of those promises. The younger the generation, the less they put in, the less of a promise we owe to them. And we could, on a sliding scale, keep our promises and back out of that program. And it starts 
by paying for it with tariffs and completely abolishing the FICA tax. 7.5% to the individual, 7.5% to the government, I'm sorry, to the business that sponsors them or employs them, 15% turnaround. We could do this today. Abolish the IRS. Abolish the FICA tax. And then get rid of the rules that say you can't repatriate our money into America again. That's a tax that needs to go away, too. See, we could talk about all these things that are constitutional we could do that would move us closer to the Constitution. The swamp is in session. They're bipartisan doing none of those things. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. In effect, this is a wartime level of investment into our nation. That's Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican, saying the Senate and the Trump administration and Democrats have reached a deal for a $2 trillion coronavirus economic stimulus package. The men and women of the greatest country on earth are going to defeat this coronavirus. The agreement coming after five straight days of intense negotiations on the bill to provide relief for businesses and laid-off workers. Democrats had been complaining that the initial bill did not provide enough assistance for American workers. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders has been quiet about his campaign plans for days now, but the Vermont senator says he is looking forward to taking part in a Democratic debate with Joe Biden this April. And this is USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I do high school ball. I umpire softball and baseball, so I'm very busy and very active, and the main thing I've noticed since I started Balance of Nature is when I do these baseball, softball tournaments, I don't deal with cramps anymore, which has really been a big deal, because I used to be, basically, after two days of a tournament, I would be bound up with cramping a good bit of the next day, and now I don't deal with it at all, so that's a real good thing. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. In the face of the coronavirus pandemic, President Trump says he's still hoping that America can get back to normal within the next few weeks. But a top federal health official says that might not be possible. Dr. Anthony Fauci with the National Institute of Health is now urging caution after President Trump said he'd like the U.S. to be open for business again by Easter. We just had a conversation with the president in, in the Oval Office talking about, you know, you can look at a date, but you've got to be very flexible. And on a, on a literally day by day and week by week basis, you need to evaluate the feasibility of what you're trying to do. He says it appears the New York metro area is the U.S. epicenter for the novel coronavirus. What we're seeing now is that understandably people want to get out of New York. It's disturbing. About one per thousand of these individuals are infected. That report from USA Radio's Wendy King, and this is USA Radio News. 
right, so we need to abolish the Federal Reserve, the IRS, the Education Department, of the BLM, for starters. Okay, here's a great opportunity for Donald to drain the swamp, and there's several ways to drain the swamp. But one of the biggest ways you do it is you move us closer and closer to the supreme law of the land and the guidance provided there. If we want to talk about guidance in a coronavirus, in a, in a crisis, man, the supreme law of the land is designed for just such a crisis to make sure nobody gets too much power, nobody gets too much authority, that the checks and balances slow things down and we methodically work through things in ways that are meaningful. But when it comes to this big $6 trillion bailout, it is not yours to give. Okay? And, and there's answers. There's plenty of answers. But it starts with draining the swamp. Just think if we could let, you know, half the government go. Just say we don't need it. It, it. Most of these agencies are unconstitutional. It's too expensive. We can't spend ourselves into oblivion. And then you would say, well, Sam, then you're adding insult to injury to the economy. Then you'd really have unemployment through the roof. I understand all that. But that's what we have now anyway. All right, there you have it. I wanted to point out some solutions. But, Kurt, in no way can I be positive uh, or accepting of or in any way let anybody think that I'm okay with this, this plan. I think it's the worst plan ever created. They're uh, never letting a good crisis go to waste. And the Republicans are acting like they're the conservative ones. The Democrats are the socialists. They're the reasonable ones. I disagree with that whole premise. All right, anything to add on this, Kurt? Mm, I can't think of anything else. Sam. All right, head for the hills then, I guess, is your answer, right? Well, it's a headline from uh, Bloomberg, uh, and I thought it was just interesting because, um, you know, I mean, you're hearing about this now from uh, New Yorkers that are feeling like, hey, man, this is an unsafe place, so they're heading for the hills, I guess you could say, or the lowlands, somewhere away from the big cities is where, you know, the point um, and uh, I mean, we've been recommending that for ever, as far yeah, as that's why I, I said, Kurt's um, for heading for the hills. So am I, by the way. Uh, in, but in anyway, the context this, Kurt put it in, I'm for it too, right? And, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of wide open spaces, and um, you know, it's it's easier to do the whole social distancing thing when you got. A little bit more room around you. Uh, but anyway, in this piece, uh, Head for the Hills in a six-figure Winnebago on steroids. Uh, they a subheadline, the RV gets an extreme makeover. Um, now, I guess, Sam, they've got some of these, uh, they call them earth roamers. Um, and uh, they say the base price is five hundred ninety grand. Uh, but a well-equipped rig might be around 700k. Um, in in this case, uh, they tell about a lady and her husband. I mean, they got you know even a nine-year-old son, uh, and uh, they're well, they're cruising in uh, what this uh, article calls a Win Winnebago on steroids, uh, and uh, they uh, basically. Uh, crews down and they're ready to stop and they uh you know basically open up uh you know a pretty fancy kind of a earth yacht if you will um you know like in this case uh and you're highlighting uh, this because you just want to show how much the richer like we are kurt well the thing that i think is nice sam is when these people buy these things it means that hey there's uh you know, six-figure ones left for us. And when I say six-figure, I mean like $6,000 ones. You know what I mean? Like, 
That's uh, not that'd six, be figures, six figures. And well, it'd be a thousand. It'd be one figure, and or maybe even a six hundred dollar ones you can find. You know, uh, yeah, each hundred dollars would be a figure. Are, okay. Well, and Kirk just doesn't count any different than everybody else. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, and even six figures, you know, could be a hundred thousand instead of, you know. 700,000 like these people are buying in this one uh, but you know this dude has a uh, 20,000 BTU air conditioner with a thermostat that's th standard biometric safes and app controlled air ride suspension uh, you know pretty impressive technology um, I guess it's got uh, 750 pounds of torque uh, and can hold 95 gallons of fuel, 100 gallons of fresh water. On the roof, you got four 330 watt solar panels feeding an 11,000 watt hour lithium ion battery bank. Anyway, yeah, it's pretty fancy, you know. I just thought it was kind of cool to see what uh, some of the fanciest ones are. Yeah, kinda are like you getting one of those dudes? No, I was going to hold off for now, uh, but uh, kind of like reading about Bill Gates's uh, what? How many that millions yacht. was that? Six hundred fifty million, uh, I think it was. Uh, but it was just interesting to see what uh, you know what what can be bought, and uh, you know, and then to know that hey, if we got a lot of technology. It'd be cool if we'd. Uh, you know, I always suggest that these wealthy folks. You know, spend a little time uh, and money of theirs to uh, make sure uh, the American, uh, I guess you could call it experience, doesn't literally um, take everything they've earned. And that would be, uh, especially if you have, for example, nationalization of, or in other words, government stealing of uh, businesses. And Yeah, uh, we got that going on right know, now, buddy, kind of on stuff. steroids. I know, I know. And uh, all right, <laughs> you know, so people need to understand that. But most of the time, they figure. So, are you agreeing that Donald Trump invoked the Defense Production Act now? Are you? Well, uh, I agree that he, you know, signed the thing. I guess it was already around. Uh, you know, we yeah, he just so called it out to use emergencies. You know that they keep in place. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like these. Uh, temporary uh taxes like i think that was what the income tax was was it temporary well, it was supposed to be yeah that's kind of the problem that's why i say if it's temporary why don't we get rid of it donald could set a real standard for being president but donald's going to be known as the president that you know talked big and took on the media but yet at the end of the day he was as big of a socialist bailout folks as the rest of them he just became the leader of the swamp with this move i'll tell you that right now it's a sad tale to tell in fact um I bet you a lot of those government bureaucrats that sold their stocks ahead of time, Kurt, when they knew the scandal was coming down, they knew that coronavirus, those folks will probably be buying those um, uh, Winnebago's on steroids, probably. Those are the people that will be able to afford those suckers, huh? All right. Well, I think they would have profited, profited handsomely in there. Yes. Who's Evangeline Lilly, Kurt? Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, well, she's apparently some a famous actress, another one that I don't know about. Okay. Uh, but I thought uh, they call her an Ant-Man star. I guess Ant-Man must be a program. Uh, and they call her the Lost Star. So Lost is in capital letters. I assume that's also a program that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but anyway, I thought it was kind of... Oh, and she's also... Uh, what they call the little evil access. 
uh, actress, excuse me. So those must be all, you know, different things. Uh, and then they call her the Hobbit star. I mean, she's in a bunch of stuff, Sam. And I mean, yeah, I whatever. She's you, just this actress all like all the her. others. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I guess she's ignoring the CDC warnings uh, to self-quarantine. Um, and... Um, well, she admits to her millions of social media followers, among which I'm not, uh, but anyway, that she's living with her cancer-stricken father. Uh, she said uh, she just dropped her kids off at gymnastics camp. They all washed their hands before going in there, playing and laughing. That's what she said to her 2 million Instagram followers. Uh, and uh, one of her fans says, what, no corona house arrest? Uh, she said not for this family and uh, she tells about her dad has got stage four leukemia I'm also immune compromised she says at the moment I've got two young kids some people value their lives over freedom some people value freedom over their lives we all make our choices um, and she says we all I think we all need to slow down take a breath and look at the facts we're being presented with um, and uh, they do not add up to the all-out global lockdown control pandemonia and insanity we are experiencing now her and Glenn um, Beck are on the same page Glenn Beck says he'd rather die than you know he'd rather just be an old man and die than have all the businesses shut down and just have the economics ruined I guess, uh, yeah, she says, uh, well, she's not the only celebrity, you know, going along with Glenn Beck, I guess, but downplaying this whole thing uh, earlier, um, another actress, Vanessa Hudgens, you're probably familiar with her, I'm not, but anyway, she fell under heavy scrutiny after she referred to self-quarantining as BS, um, she didn't just say it that way, but anyway, adding that people dying from the coronavirus is like inevitable uh she says uh till july sounds like a bunch of bs i'm sorry um but like it's a virus i get it like i respect it but at the same time like even if everybody gets it like yeah people are going to die which is terrible but like inevitable uh anyway you know, all right well there's an indian political activist there. going on and i guess they don't like what he's doing Snake oil, maybe. I'm just thinking. Kurt will tell you about it. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. 
without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. All right, so this Indian political activist got busted, Kurt. Well, that's right. The headline from Breitbart says, uh, Indian political activist arrested for selling cow urine as coronavirus treatment. Um, And uh, anyway, I guess they say a civic volunteer became ill after drinking the unappealing bovine beverage uh, during a cow urine consumption event organized by this guy Chatterjee, I guess is how you say his last name. The volunteer filed a report with police who moved quickly to arrest the guy uh, the same evening. Uh, Top local official saw the incident as an assault on his free speech rights to tell people they can ward off the Wuhan virus by drinking cow urine. Um, What about the idea that we can ward off the virus by putting a $6 trillion socialist package together? Good point. Which is worse, selling um, cow urine as the fix or selling a $6 trillion socialism plan as the fix? I guess he had this um, item up for sale for six sixty nine a liter, and he had cow dung at, uh, you know, um, 2.2 pounds um, for uh, 400 rupees. That's a kilo um, for 400 rupees, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. Pretty good deal there, Sam. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Anyway, uh, so, um, I mean, uh, uh, there you go. Well, hey, in America, we're not doing much better. Amazon going head-to-head with a citizen trying to exercise their, what, free enterprise spirit, Kurt? Well, yeah, this guy, um, you know, um, basically, I thought he had performed a great service, um, to society because he basically, uh, you know, well, he saw the writing on the wall that people were going to need uh, hand sanitizer, uh, Sam. And so this guy, uh, basically, he he went to work um, and, uh, well, went through all through his, uh, you know, local backwoods ro- places and whatever. Um, I guess he, uh, uh, well, uh, here's what happened. All right, this guy is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That'd be um, good for you to tell us what happened. I'm in. Yeah, sorry about that, Sam. I mean, I know things would work better if you did it all, and I just do the best I can. But anyway, this guy, uh, he, his name is uh, Matt. Well, you got two brothers, Matt and Noah Colvin. They began cleaning out their local store shelves of sanitizing products, uh, according to the New York Times. This was uh, one day after news of the first coronavirus death in the U.S. was reported. Uh, So he started 
cruising around. Next three days, they drove across Tennessee to Kentucky, filled a U-Haul truck with hand sanitizer and antibacterial wipes that they bought from little, they call them hole-in-the-wall dollar stores in the backwoods. Um, and because they said the major metro areas were cleaned out. Matt remained in Chattanooga to receive the shipments of sanitizer and wipes he ordered online with the intention of selling them on his Amazon account. Mr. Colvin said he had posted 300 bottles of hand sanitizer and immediately sold them all for between 8 and $70 each. That's a pretty good difference. Uh, that was uh, multiples higher than what he had bought them for. The article read, However, Amazon pulled the items from his account and thousands of other listings the next day and suspended some of the sellers for their actions. The company warned them that if they kept running up prices, they would lose their accounts entirely. Yeah, because Amazon uh, never runs up prices, people. Yeah. And they said price gouging is a clear violation of our policies, unethical, and in some areas illegal. Um, What I want to know, Sam, is what's price gouging? Don't ask it, buddy. You can't think of that. You just got to (laughs) understand when they tell you you can't price gouge, buddy, you can't price gouge, okay? Uh, now, so, I got a question like, for you to make right. your point. You ready? Yeah. If I'm the Federal Reserve and I print a $100 bill, mm-hmm. that sucker comes off the printer, buddy. One crisp $100 bill. And it costs me like two cents maybe to print or something like that. Two and a half cents, whatever, for the yeah. pretty ink and the paper. I think it special. might be three and a half. You know, oh, is it really three and a half cents now? Maybe. Okay, it went up. I mean, we got inflation. You know, All right. Might be so three and a half cents, four cents, though. whatever Kurt said it is, you know. Uh, and, and then I charge you $100 for it. Yeah. And then I tell you, on top of the 100 bucks, as long as that thing is in circulation and forevermore until you pay it off, you're going to pay me interest on that as well. Now, is that price gouging? And they would say, oh, no, Sam, that's the Federal Reserve. It's independent from Congress because it doesn't want to get political. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, are you kidding me right now? So this is the, the interesting. So Amazon says these guys can't sell this. Yeah. And my response is, Kurt, what happens when there's a shortage? Now, let's say there's Boy. a shortage on something like right. hand sanitizer because there is. And this guy has it and I want to buy it. Shouldn't it be up to me and that guy to decide if I want to buy it or not, if it's worth it to me to get it or not? I think so, Sam. Uh, Now, what if I say it's worth one of those $100 bills? Well, Now, I could give the guy two and a half cents and say we're not going to price gouge. Or three and a half. I guess it's four cents you were saying. And I could not price gouge or else I could price gouge and give him the 100 bucks or what? Or he could price gouge and demand the $100? I think it's a thing between the buyer and the seller that... Well, it should be. It's kind of like freedom, you know. All right. Anyway, very interesting. So you can't get sanitizer because the um, Amazon folks aren't going to let you price couch, okay? Yeah. That makes sense. And Matt, by the way, says uh, he's not sure what he's going to do with the 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer he's got. Well, Uh, you know what he needs to do, uh, don't you? Uh, He probably needs to. Be a good Samaritan. Donate them by force. If he doesn't turn them over, Donald's going to bust out. And invoke the Defense Production Act, and that's going to allow the federal government to force private business and private citizens to play ball, buddy. 
He says, uh, from being in a situation where what I've got coming and going could potentially put my family in a really good place financially to what the heck am I going to do with all this? <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Yeah, I don't think it's funny. Not, I think it's horrible. It. Sorry. I know. So it's just adding insult to injury for the poor family. It was a pretty good entrepreneurial try, though. Not in America, baby. You're kind of like Noah building the ark. Not here, my friend. Yeah, Doug. All right. The DEA, though, might help this guy if they, you know. DEA. Let's see. Headline says, same section, same stories. Yeah. DEA returns 80 Two thousand dollars life savings that it confiscated. And I guess federal agents wrongly demanded cash in a dispute last year, and the guy's finally getting his cash back, Kurt. Well, and uh, you know, we know that it would be nice if it never happened in the first place, but it sure is nice to see that you know some of these things uh, end up with you know, um, well, the Americans. I guess you could almost say getting made whole. I get again, not made uh, whole. You just get but, your money back. I mean, it's, at least I you're not know, completely I, raped. But look, I just say this. Why do we have the DEA anyway? It's unconstitutional. And when they're committing criminal acts uh, on this asset forfeiture lie, violating separations of powers and everything else, why don't we just shut that criminal enterprise down, Kurt? It's a great point. Uh, Donald could drain the swamp is, and get that. Maybe I better add that to my list up here. I'm working on it. I'll add it to my Good job. Uh, this guy's name was Terry Rowland. Um, and, uh, well, anyway, um, he had 82373 bucks in cash that a family was, he was taking it to a bank in a nearby state via an airliner. Um, and somehow it ended up in the hands of the DEA. Um, now, the Institute for Justice was kind of helping it. Helping this guy out, um, and by the way, it was his life savings. He had used uh, boxes and jars to accumulate the cash over many years. Um, his daughter Rebecca Brown persuaded you know doing, him to turn it over. Uh, hoarding, that's money, right. Cash like. hoarder, uh, criminal. <laughs> anyway, his daughter uh, persuaded him to turn it over to her so she could pay his bills and put the rest in a bank. However, because of banks being closed and other considerations, she intended to carry the cash with her on a flight from Pittsburgh to Boston. Well, the DEA confiscated the cash at the airport. Now, the uh, remember the uh, group that's helping them, the Institute for Justice, uh, says the DEA has announced that after a review, it's decided to return the property. And, uh, well, anyway. Uh, Are they going to return it with interest say, there, Kurt? Uh, I didn't see. Not talking about, about that. that. Okay. Sam. Sorry about that. All right. That. Donald Trump suspends 1938 road law, gives truckers green light to move emergency supplies. Kurt, I got a problem with this. Do you? Well, of course. I mean, first of all, it's another one of those laws that we should have got cleaned off the books, or probably never got on the books in the first place. Um, at least in my opinion. what Do you have anything else? Well, you, yeah, I agree with you on all counts, but I would say this, though. The president doesn't have any authority to just abolish laws or to suspend a law, does he, Kurt? I mean, he's in the wrong branch of government for that now, sir. 
Well, that's a good point, but, um, you know. Now, if you want to say he points to the supreme law of the land and say this is a law that never was because it conflicts with the Constitution, then he needs to simply, um, you know, reject the law, not obey it, and then ask the courts to rule on congressional oversight here or see if Congress will, you know, change the law or whatever. The way that he can make the law kind of null and void is make sure he doesn't enforce it. Yeah, um, and if he does that, that would be good. He could say it's unconstitutional. Executive branch. Um, but then at some point, anyway, you have to let uh, the other branches solve it, right, Kurt? Yeah. Well, they need to get it off the books. But um, that's the beauty of our separated system when it works right. Uh, but I guess they called it the Federal Motor Carrier Safety uh, Administration. Heck yeah, everything's uh, in the name there, of safety. I didn't maybe. know we had one of those. Uh, but anyway, they announced that this 1938 law regulating the hours of service for truck drivers was being waived on a national basis to battle the coronavirus. Uh, The agency said this was the first time the rule had ever been waived throughout the country. Um, President Trump said, I'll never hesitate to take any necessary steps to protect the lives, health, and safety of the American people. I'll always put the well-being of America first. the rule, they say, currently forbids truck drivers from driving more than 11 hours during a 14-hour work period. Did you know they had the 14-hour work period? Oh, yeah, periods? buddy. Anyway. I know about this. I've got yeah. friends that are truckers that are like, <laughs> they call me, and I'm like, well, aren't, don't you have to get on the road? And You're not allowed to be on the cell phone when you're on the road. They're like, I know, but I'm in a lockdown, and I can't even go anywhere. So I'm just kind of hanging out until my time expires and stuff like time that expires, right? so i don't know everything about it i just hear them talk about it when they're on the road when they talk to they me and stuff their like logs that. but yeah that's what i mean they got so much regulation stuff. everywhere kurt it's beyond out of control well anyway hopefully don't worry you're means, safe uh, they'll have a little bit less uh regulation yeah, you the green light to, to move emergency yeah. supplies donald trump's also cracking open i don't know i didn't know i paid for this did you kurt Oh, Sam, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find with this. Donald one. Trump's Go cracking ahead, open a secretive government medical oh, yeah. stockpile to fight the coronavirus. So I didn't know he had a secret medical stockpile. Did you, Kurt? No, I didn't. But so secret, sure we paid for it, and we didn't even know it existed. I never heard about. Yeah. You got to like we- that. Also, Dr. Ben Carson urges Americans to join together in prayer during the coronavirus. Amen to that. And Comcast... Amen is given what? Families free internet during the coronavirus? Yeah, the ones that qualify for free other stuff, you know, getting some Yeah, if you qualify for government free handouts, the private sector in bed with government will, well, they got to do it, Kurt, or they'll be forced to do it, so they're going to volunteer, you know what I mean? I'm sure glad they're uh, doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Nothing like freedom. Freedom.